I planned to go to law school after I graduated, but uh, looks like my folks won't have enough money to put me through college. Well, the world needs ditch diggers, too. Entrepreneurship, scaling business plans. Then I became the CEO man. Are you ready to be mentored by some of the best minds in entrepreneurship in the world? Then you're listening to the right podcast, Ditch Digger CEO. We're going to be interviewing CEOs and founders who will be telling their amazing, rags to riches stories. These entrepreneurs who dominate the industries they serve will be sharing the secrets to their success. We'll be talking to millionaires and billionaires. Many who started with nothing. You're going to be mentored with golden nuggets of shared experiences from my guest, whose time is worth thousands and even tens of thousands of dollars per hour. I started in the paving business right out of high school. And with no college education, mentorship has been my education of choice. I started over 25 companies in the last 20 years, have generated over $1.5 billion in revenues. My guarantee is this. If you listen to Ditch Digger CEO and you want to be more successful, you will become more successful. The secrets of my success and for many of the world's greatest business leaders will be revealed. Let Ditch Digger CEO mentor you. I can't wait for our, our listeners today to hear the story of Jose Vargas. Jose uh, grew up in Venezuela in a time when Venezuela was in much better shape than it is today, a very rich country, um, one of the richest in the world. And uh, he, he saw America as an amazing opportunity, way beyond what he saw in his home, homeland, and went to school in Miami and, and, and started as an entrepreneur right out of school pretty much. Um, but he, he, he talks about uh, this, the promise of, of, of free things in Venezuela and, and, uh, and, and understanding where, we, where he sees things today in America and the, and the thought that, 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 that we're being taught uh, that socialism is a good thing is a, is a scary, scary uh, subject for Jose. So you'll hear that. You'll also hear uh, that, that uh, Jose, his, his passion for reading is, is, uh, is, has served him as well as having many, many mentors in his life. So he's so passionate about reading, he gets a lot out of that, and, and that serves kind of a, a, as a lot of his mentorship. Um, building businesses to sell. Jose, different than many, uh, has been building businesses to, to sell them. And, and, and has had great, great fortune doing that. Many people, I think, build businesses for, to make a profit, to serve an industry, and very often forget that enterprise value is a big deal and probably the most important thing. Because if, if we don't build enterprise value, then what are we building? Kind of just a job. So Jose gets that. You're going to hear a lot about that. And then, and then lastly, kind of surprisingly, um, you know, first sale, maybe the second sale of uh, the second business, he was dealing with fear. You know, fear is uh, fear is of, of of such as you know, can he be successful again? Can he do it again? Does he should he should he very be very conservative with this this money he's made in the sale? Because um, maybe he won't be successful. You hear a little bit about that. So Jose's a great guy, and and you're gonna love it. So thanks for listening today. Welcome today to Ditch Digger CEO. We got my my buddy Q here with me and a really cool dude today. Um, you know this this guy I met uh, while, while we were both you know, always constantly trying to strive to understand how people do it right. And a country that we see is doing it so well, uh, Israel. 
when it comes to free enterprise and entrepreneurship and building great leaders. Um, I was in Israel looking for this. I think I mentioned this in one of our other shows. But as I'm there, I'm on, a, I'm on this tour of some really great places and listening to some great people talk. I meet this really cool guy. So Jose and I hit it off. We started talking about, you know, what do you do? What, what do you do, right? And we, we got into a lot of great conversations. But Jose Vargas, welcome, man, to Ditch Digger CEO. We're happy to have you. Thanks, Gary. Um, you know, thanks for the invitation. Uh, sorry I couldn't be there with you guys this morning. You know, my, my flag got canceled, and now I know it's because of the snow. But uh, <laughs> I definitely tried, and, you know, I'll uh, love to make it there uh, uh, again soon. Well, we, we'll get you up here because I got to get you up here. I want you, I want, to, want you to see what we do, so you can critique us a little bit, right? And I, and I got to still visit you in your in your home turf. We, you know, we've missed each other a couple times down there, in Miami. Looking so forward to it. So, but uh, you know, Q, uh, you you probably heard Q before on past uh, past episodes. But uh, Q is here to really hammer on you, Jose. You know, he's gonna he's gonna question the heck out of you, aren't you? Oh yeah, man, I'm really go excited. Ahead, Q. Oh. Go ahead, Q. Go ahead. Be nice. Yeah. Well, you know. I love the fact that one of the things that you was like, well, you were willing to come up here just to even be part of the podcast. And that was amazing to me to even see that shows the asset that you're a servant leader already. So, yeah, I got some questions. Just get ready for them. And in fact, you're in Miami. I just hope you do not uh, you're not a Miami Dolphin fan or a Miami Heat fan or any of those Miami type fans. But um, other than that, we'll be good. So I, if, I don't have to answer that, do I? <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you could, we're not going to discuss that now. OK, that's awesome. That's awesome. No, but if you could start with your story, I think it would be extremely all to our, to our listeners and myself is uh, myself included. Yeah, we like to start, uh, Jose, with, hey, we're, you know, what what created this cool dude that I know? And, uh, you, know, we're, you know, your upbringing where you came from, family, right? And, and you know, we're, we're the first few people you saw that, uh, that that made you think differently or challenged you to think differently, maybe as a young guy, you know, under, trying to understand where you want to go in life, right? Yeah, well, um, I'm actually uh, from a country that's been a lot in the news lately, uh, from Venezuela. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, um, it, it, they've been in the news for the wrong reasons, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, so I have a, a lot to say about what's going on there and, um, you know, hopefully how can we avoid that from happening anywhere else. Um, but, um, you know, I'm from a, um, a uh, middle class family, you know, single mom. Um, she's actually a, a, uh, a university professor. You know, I, my, my family were mostly scientists um, and, uh, um, uh, and educators in, in, in the universities um, in, in Venezuela. And um but, uh, you know, from uh, early on, um, you know, I, uh, I had a certain inclination for, for starting my own business and, you know, kind of like be responsible for, I would say, my, my future. You know, I, I always like to create things. And, um, um, you know, I, I think that that was my, uh, I, I knew from a very early on uh, that, that that was something I wanted to, to venture on. And, um, you know, fortunately, you know, I was, you know, through, you know, basically my mom putting all her savings at risk, uh, I was able to, um, you know, come to the U.S. and, and study uh, in, in Miami. Uh, you know, Miami's, uh, uh, they call it the, the gateway to Latin America. You know, it's pretty close to all the countries there, about a 200-hour flight from, from where I'm from. Uh, in Venezuela, and uh, everybody has a dream 
of coming to Miami and 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 living here and and working here. So you know, I was able to um, uh, to uh, make it here. You know, my mom helped me pay the the tuition, and I had odd jobs. You know, I had to work. You know, two jobs. I you know, I think I even you know, sold books door to door once. <laughs> But uh, that's what you have to do when when you're basically an immigrant and, and starting from from scratch. But uh, you know that that's a, a learning process, and um, you know the good thing is that, and I'm you know grateful about it now. You know, uh, America is a place that you know it's so uh, generous with with immigrants that that come here now and and you know years before from europe italians you know and you know people that were you know you know running away from repression or violence or um um you know really bad stuff and, and bad stuff anywhere and, and and they can come to to america and, and be really welcome you know i never felt you know, me as an immigrant, you know, now I'm a U.S. citizen and, you know, I'm very grateful for that. But, you know, I felt at home, you know, I felt like one, you know, uh, like one big family here. And but I knew that um, what America uh, gave me and everybody was that chance of if you work really hard and 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 and, um, and you know, you're focused and you are able to put in more than what you get out. You you have a chance to succeed, and somehow I believe that. And um, and you know through the years, you know I've, I've you know you know developed a number of companies and I had a number of exits and you know eventually had a family here. So um, um, again, now at at the stage of my life, I I look back at you know, where we come from. And, you know, eventually my whole family left Venezuela because, you know, there, there's a, uh, a humanitarian disaster there right now. And, and, you know, they were able to get out before. But um, I feel really grateful um, that, that we were able to come here. Again, my mom, you know, put out all her savings to, to help me stay here. And, you know, I work uh, uh, odd jobs and, and um, uh, but but I'm proof that what what everybody's you know I'll, I'll, you know there's a lot of people like me that you're able to come here work hard and 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 develop and and grow and, and progress and again I think it's because of that special ingredient or or foundation that that America was built on you know you know freedom and, and pursuit of happiness and that opportunity that that. Um, that uh, that gives everybody, no matter where you're from or you know where you are, mm -hmm. that opportunity that everybody wants to be happy and to progress, and 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 that's very unique. And and again, now at my age and with kids, I um, I feel more and more grateful that I had that opportunity, and and I value more uh, the 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 you know how welcome welcoming America is for for you know all the immigrants and for everybody that uh, basically wants to to progress in life so when you when you came here uh was, how many years ago is this then 20 years ago jose when, when you came yeah here, i came uh, here in 1996 okay yeah. so so uh at, at that point um it, it, you know venezuela is in a pretty good shape, place right but one of the richest countries in the world per capita right 
Yeah, uh, actually, you know, and I, and I try to analyze these things because, you know, Venezuela is a country that has actually the largest oil reserves in the world. I mean, not even Saudi Arabia has more oil than Venezuela. And but not only oil, but, you know, one of the largest gold reserves and aluminum. And wow. you know, we've got great weather and we've got, you know, coals. So we have access to you know, waters and fish and, you know, from a from natural resource perspective, you know, Venezuela is, you know, you know, hugely rich. And, um, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and like you, Gary, when I went to Israel and I took my whole family there, uh, you know, I really wanted to learn, you know, what really creates wealth and, you know, thinking about Venezuela and uh, how much uh, natural resources there are there. Why is the country the poorest country uh, in, in our hemisphere right now? And and one of the things I realized is that, look, I mean, natural resources themselves don't create wealth. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might create cash flow or whatever, but at the end of the day, what really creates wealth is human capital, number one, and that human capital creates innovation, and that innovation is eventually what what creates wealth and um, I think you know going back to some of the uh, problems that Venezuela has is that you know they nationalized the resources and the government basically exploited that um, and it just went wrong and uh, you know again you know um, uh, what we have right now is it's incomprehensible. You know, a, a, a humanitarian a humanitarian crisis that that uh, you know it's it's hard to fathom how how bad things are there. Well, when you, when you think about what it was, I mean, it, it was a country where people could be innovative and be rewarded for it. I think correct. If, right. I, if I'm not wrong, let me let me know where I'm wrong here. But you know, today that's not the case. You know, people can be as creative as possible. Number one, they don't have the resources now, but they 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 don't they're not incentivized and 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 they're not rewarded for creating creating things compared to mu- what they might have been prior like we are here in America and and if it's just if 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 the resources are wasted and and uh, hoarded by the the one you know one government that one group of people it does not, nothing you know nothing else uh, matters they they can't serve the rest of the world very, very well if they're only worried about a few people serving themselves that's my, right my opinion right yeah. So, 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 yeah. I mean, I get you know what happened in Venezuela. You know, 20 years ago, 1998. Actually, two years. You know, after I got here, uh, a pretty leftist socialist, you know, uh, regime took over the country. You know, and 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 they basically, you know, uh, you know, were all powerful. They they had no opposition, so they were able to to really uh, apply all their their leftist rules and socialist rules and. You know, they nationalized, um, you know, uh, all the utilities, services, expropriated big companies, um, you know, um, had a very populist type of uh, approach to things. Um, they were really anti-capitalist and, and, and you know, while, you know, you know, you know, not really talking about all the details, you know, what are the results, you know, 20 years, you know, today, 20 years since they took power mm-hmm. and, and the results are a full blown, again, humanitarian crisis that we've never seen before. I mean, if you look at just the KPIs, you know, child, you know, child death 
uh, birth rates, you know, up, up the roof. You know, the, the health system has collapsed. Uh, there is no basic services or utilities, you know, like there is no running water, uh, electricity, you know, comes in one day, goes off for, for a month, and no medicines, um, you, know, cr- you know, it's a murder capital of the world, kidnap capital of the world. <laughs> I mean, like, if you look at the KPIs, you don't have to be really smart to know that, you know, it's just not working. Right. And, um, um, and, these, you know, and these people were promised great things. I mean, the, the farmers were told, uh, you know, come on to the cities. We're, we're going to, you know, you don't need the, to, to work so hard. Right. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Like, yeah, they took over all the, the, the big, you know, corporate owned uh, agriculture and farming. You know, they just expropriated everything and, and took it from the, the private hands and, and, and they just destroyed it, you know, and uh, now they can't even feed themselves. And and Chavez, you know, so and th- and we, this isn't you know you know we don't go, go too deep with all this stuff, but it, but this is your life, so we want to we want to talk about it, and and it, yeah. me- it means a lot to the lives of entrepreneurs here and all over the world to, to understand this. But when I when I look at uh, you know I I, I I remember hearing you know uh, Chavez's message, and it was a message we hear today. It was it was you know we're you're, everything's going to be free, you know, school, education, medicine, all these things are going to be free in, in our new world, right? And yeah. same message we hear today in the United States, and people are seriously considering this as a good option. Uh, and all you do is go back 20 years and listen to Chavez and, and, and his speeches to, 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 to his country, and they're so much like what we're hearing today in, in, in the U.S., right? It, it just, yeah, yeah, it's scary. And, and again, it just doesn't work. I mean, there is a, a quote that I, I was uh, reading a book uh, by the philosopher Spinoza, and he says that, Anything that's contrary to nature is contrary to reason. Mm. And whatever is contrary to reason is absurd. So you have to basically reject it. But he says, like, ipso facto, immediately. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you know, it, it just, it, it's not natural. You know, like, you know, if you think about capitalism, to me, you know, a simple way to put it is it's actually a natural system. You know, capitalism is a natural system like evolution. And the reason why, you know, I, I see it as evolution is because it's a bottoms up approach. You know, you have a, a, a group of entrepreneurs or or whatever people that that are following their own internal inclinations, you know, their desires mm-hmm. and they're willing to risk, you know, and put themselves in a path of what I call, um, you know, trial and error. You know, in my case, more error than trial, but, you know. <laughs> Mine as well. But taking the risk and, and going through that path of trial and error, they're able to evolve in their endeavors, right? And, and basically, that endeavor of entrepreneurship, if they add value to society or they are add, add value to somebody. They're rewarded. There is, there is a reward. Yeah. There is an incentive, right? And, 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 and it works because again, it's a natural system. It's, it's bottoms up and, uh, and, 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 and there are natural systems like that. Like again, evolution, you know, like the birds, you know, evolved a, a better peak in, in Galapagos because, you know, they had to, um, get to the, between the rocks or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it's a bottoms up approach. Nobody's telling these birds, you know, you either <laughs> change the peak or you're going to die. No, they, they just adapt naturally. And, and capitalism is that way. And there is a, a great book by, by Matt Ridley, 
I don't know if you read of the book, it's, it's called The Evolution of Everything. And, and he talks about all those natural um, uh, systems uh, that evolve, like, you know, money and evolution and DNA and the human race and things like that. And to me, capitalism is, is one of those things. So when you're trying to go around that in some ways or, or truncate that natural system, you know, you get something that what Spinoza says is absurd, which again has to be rejected, and it, it will either be rejected by, by you know, you being smart enough to say, hey, you know, we're going the wrong way, let's stop, or yeah. it'll be rejected by nature because it's going to blow up. And, yes. and look at the Soviet Union. I mean, they were, you know, they were doing their thing and trying communism, but it just implodes, and and it implodes because it just doesn't work and. And, and it, it reduces people to, to basically animal-like, you know, it reduces people to, to the point where they basically have no more willpower, you know, and, and again, it's not what we're humans from a natural perspective is what we want to do. We want to be able to, to follow our, 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 our internal inclinations. And again, you know, and again, I, I, I don't think that this only, you know, uh, focuses on on being an entrepreneur you know if you look at other endeavors like a scientist or a musician or ballet they have to do the same process you know they start from zero with an inclination of hey you know i want to learn the piano they put in the hours they master you know mm -hmm. what robert green in the book mastery calls ten thousand hours, hours you, yeah, yeah you have to put your ten thousand hours well yeah. in any of this process people put in the ten thousand hours they trial they they make errors yep. through that they learn and they can progress so it's a natural system and you know i could be sitting here and and instead of me being you know wanting my inclination of of being a a, a technology entrepreneur if, if i would have wanted to be like you a, a the best paver around i, I would have gotten into that but the same thing with, with with anything edison did it with 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 inventions you know einstein focused 10 plus years in, in, in the problem that he was inclined to solve. And, and that's a bottoms up approach. I mean, nobody was telling them, hey, Einstein, you have to come up with this uh, theory of relativity because we need it for our country. Or he also doesn't work the other way where Einstein comes up with innovation and, the, and, and then, oh, now let's take it from you because the country is the one who wins the, uh, the Nobel Peace Prize. Actually, the whole you know world benefits from that innovation, but Absolutely. it's a, an individual that goes through a process of of um, of uh, of trial and error, just yeah. like. Uh, but again, and 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 again, it, it it takes time. It takes ups and and downs and and learning. is is not a straight line. And and again, you know, the entrepreneur in that line of process is taking those risks every day. And that's why, like you, like you, I agree. I'm, 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 I'm digging out of the ditch. I'm, I'm digging out the ditch every day because, you know, we're, we're, uh, it's a pass. It's a, it's a, it's a process. And, uh, and uh, in any endeavor of mastery, in any natural process of evolution that's bottoms up, and and to me again, capitalism is is one of them. Um, the entrepreneur is there to follow their inclinations and, and, and to progress. And if they create value to society and the country and the world, they get rewarded. So, and the system actually works. So, Jose, and you said a lot here, um, to be honest. You know, one of the things I, I think that um, 
if I can allude to, especially for our generation, we want things so quickly, especially for the success of what we're trying to accomplish. But just like you said, you have to put your 10,000 hours in in order to succeed. I think it gives a an awesome I guess, preference of what needs to happen in, as far as trial and error. And speaking of trial and error, because you said that you have a lot of it or you've done a lot of it, which is probably why you have so much success as well. Um, if we can transition to maybe some of the businesses that you've had, like what errors starting the business, like maybe your first or your second businesses that you had that you probably were like, man, now that I know, here's some things you all should know. Um, based off the businesses that I started as far as the errors and where yeah, you're right now. Maybe you can t- touch on the first business, second yeah, business, things absolutely. you've been involved in and kind of where, where you've got got knocked in the teeth and, and got up and said, okay, that didn't feel so good. I can't do that again, right? Sure. So towards the end of my my the, my school here in, in Miami, I actually, you know, got a job at a, at a online retailer, you know, that, that sold computer parts and accessories. And yeah, I was just looking for any job, and I, I picked that one because it was close to where I used to live, close to school, and um, actually ended up working in, in, in their uh, marketing department, you know, developing their website, you know, developing their website sales, and this was 1998, so I, I had the great opportunity of learning how to uh, drive traffic to a site, how to generate online sales, how to do email marketing. And I, I, I felt very attached to that. Um, I felt uh, that that was something I, I wanted to do with my life. I, you know, and, and at the same time, the, in 98, 99, there was a lot of noise um, in the internet world. You know, a lot of companies were going IPO and it was the, the middle of the dot-com bubble. So like in old magazines, you saw this, you know, CEOs, you know, becoming billionaires. So there was definitely a lot of attention in, in the in, in the internet space. And I, I definitely was, you know, I inclined towards it and I, you know, had the opportunity to learn a lot Again, not through design, but through chance of me getting that that job. And um, um, you were about you were uh, about twenty years old at this point, or how old were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About twenty. Uh, twenty, yeah. And um, <clears throat> at some point, you know, the the companies, you know, started not doing very well, so they they had to downsize, and I was part of the downsize. I actually got fired. And uh, they're like, hey, you know, you've done great, but, you know, we, we had to, um, you know, restructure and, and we have to let you go. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm grateful for, for the opportunity. And, and on my way out, I was just saying, you know, saying bye to everybody. And I, I uh, say bad, uh, bye to a, um, a friend of mine that, that was the, the director of IT. Uh, he was a, a, a developer at at, at at the company and I said, hello, hey, you know, let, let's keep in touch because uh, actually to this day, uh, you know, my background is more sales and marketing. I'm, I'm not a technical guy. I, I don't know how to code and um, I understand technology after, you know, so many years of, of working at, uh, in, in technology, but but that hasn't been my, my, um, my, my inclination. So, um, uh, you know, two to three weeks after, uh, you know, I was trying to find what to do and you know, I, I actually emailed the guy that I that I met in in, in the job and said, "Hey, uh, Chris, you know, I uh, I got fired. Um, you know, looking for something to do. 
I learned how to do online marketing and I have an idea to set up a, an online ad agency, but you know, I just don't know how to code. I, I wouldn't know how to start a website. I wouldn't know how, how to start from that perspective. All I know is that I can sell. Uh, I can sell ads. Uh, online ads and you know he replied to me and he's like yeah sure I'll, I'll help you I'll partner with you and uh, I remember our first meeting was at the Barnes and Nobles here in, in Core Gables and you know he's like hey you know I'm, I'm really busy I have a, a pretty good job you know earning six figures or whatever and uh, you know but I'll help you you know I'll, I'll work in at night I'll, I'll help you set up the website I'll help you code you know whatever small systems we needed to uh, to start uh, our, um, our online ad agency, and that's how we started. Oh. You know, uh, basically, and um, you know we um, um, it, it, and it took a while. You know, I think that um, again, 1999, like you know the dot com bubble burst and you know it was just me in my dorm and 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 my friend helping me and um i don't think we um we had any revenues for for a year but you know i kept trying i kept calling and i kept um um you know trying to get advertisers and i remember you know, one day I, I sort of gave up. I'm like, you know, this is not going to work. Funds are running low. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to have to go back to Venezuela because, <laughs> you know, I couldn't make it work. And, um, you know, I, um, I met with a company here in, in Miami that was actually providing free Internet service to uh, countries in Latin America. So uh, I met with them. I'm like, hey, you know, I... Uh, I can help you. I have an online agency. I I can represent your sites and I can represent your your email list. Uh, how about we do a deal? You know, I'll I'll sell something and and I'll give you fifty percent rev share. And the CEO said, Yeah, sure, let's do it. And um, I remember drafting a press release and uh, basically I I sent it out to a bunch of like. Um, industry type reporters you know uh -huh. reporters that were you know technology, uh, technology. yeah internet type uh, marketing uh -huh. and i sent it to a guy at a at a, at a, at a monthly uh, magazine called dm news direct marketing news and sent it to him and he actually called back and he's like hey you know what? i'd love to learn more about this you know there's actually more people looking to advertise in, in Latin America and you know I uh, you know tell me more about your uh, your company I'm like oh yeah you know <laughs> you know it's uh you know we're a full-blown online ad agency you know we're uh you know performance driven and 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 this and that and yes you know I just partnered up with this um uh free ISP and you know I'm gonna uh, represent their 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 um you know ad uh, space um, and, and, you know, he's like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll see if I can get you in. Um, and, and this was a, a pretty popular, um, um, uh, 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 magazine. It actually went to kind of like all the direct marketers or VP of marketing and it was free. Wow. So, so it had like a pretty good audience. So the guy, so I used to get at a home, it was free, you know, so I used to get at DM News and like a month after that, I get, you know, the DM News 
And in the back, at the very last page, you know, he put my press release there. He wrote uh, an article there. I'm like, oh, you know, fascinated by it. I'm, you know, I got lucky here. And actually, I still have that newspaper at home. I still have, you know, I have it somewhere in, in a box. And, um, you know, I, I didn't think any, any of it. But um, a week after that, actually, I had a guy call me. Uh, and left me a message. He's like, hey, you know, call me back. I'm, I'm really interested in, you know, reaching out, you know, customers in, in Latin America and, you know, call them back, ended up being a uh, uh, tourist operator from Orlando mm. that, you know, wanted to basically have, uh, um, you know, people from all over Latin America come and, you know, buy his tourist packages. Sure. And, uh and, you know, I still didn't think anything of it. I, I, I thought it wasn't going to work, but, you know, we started, you know, he started buying ads for me and, uh, you know, from spending, you know, like a thousand dollar test, it went to 4,000 to 8,000 to like $10,000 a week. A week. Wow. And, um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, one thing led to the next, you know, we, um, you know, opened up a little office in a warehouse here in Miami. And, you know, we, uh, with that money, we hired, uh, some salespeople and, and, and that's what we started, you know, very organic, you know, we never had any funding or bank debt or VC because, you know, there wasn't any at that time, you know, yeah. all the VCs were burned from the dot-com bubble and, you know, no bank would lend us. So, so it was all, you know, uh, bootstrapping. 100%. And, and, and that's how we started. And, and, and it was like, a, I, I think that, you know, even if that business would have failed, you know, I, I think that I learned and more from it by, you know, kind of like starting the business and understanding about business that, and I, you know, I, that I learned in, in, in university, you know, I, I did a business degree, but I, I had no idea how anything worked. <laughs> I, I had no idea about accounting. You know, I had, um, at some point, you know, I just kept, two drawers, you know, I had, you know, invoices on one end and I had, you know, you know, that, you know, you know, accounts payable on, on, on one drawer and I, I had no systems. I had nothing. And, uh, you know, I remember that, um, you know, I, when we started having employees, you know, how do you run a payroll? You know, we didn't have ADP or anything like that. And, you know, I, I remember I had to call my CPA and he would tell me, okay, you know, how much you're paying this guy? And he's like, okay, this is the check that you have to write him for. And then you have to write a voucher for taxes. I, I used to walk to the bank to deposit yeah. the payroll tax. Sure. And I would have to print the payroll, you know, and, and give it to the guy. And, and, and it was all manual, you know, and I didn't know. Basically, I had to learn on, you know, as you go. And at, at some point, the the invoices were stacking so high on one end and the accounts payable on the other end that, you know, at, at some point I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to call an accountant and, and, and I still work with that person now. <laughs> and, but I remember that, you know, she came in and I said, Hey, you know, I, uh, you know, it, it's been a while here. I just been, you know, receiving checks, paying checks. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, um, not, you know, I, I'm not keeping track of all this. And, you know, she like 
and and she's like, okay, what what where are your records? And I just opened the drawer and you know put the stack <laughs> of papers here and there, and she started crying. <laughs> left my office, you know, but I but she felt so bad. I think that she came back and and then, you know she you know she helped me put everything together. So, um um. And, um, you know, I, I think one thing led to the next, you know, we keep, we kept working. Um, the, we started building more technology. We focused on, 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 on email marketing, you know, on, on reaching, you know, uh, you know, consumers via email and uh, adding data um, to email addresses and, and doing email appendings. You know, the, the, you know, the email appends were, you know, we were gathering you know, uh, you know, online registration data, you sure. know, like email and address. And, and um, uh, what we were doing was if, if somebody had a postal, fi- a postal file, you know, just physical ad- addresses, like, you know, a university or alumni association, they would send us that data, we'll match it against our file and actually give them the their the email addresses so they could actually sure. save money and 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 you know email their alumni or you know we did a lot to uh, local um, uh, party uh, fundraisers and things like that because you know s- you know just sending uh, the physical mail was expensive so right. if they could add email to their list uh, it would be a, a really big saving. So we we ended up just you know building a a, a full blown data services company, um, and um, um, in you know and 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 you know it was you know r- growing fast over a hundred percent a year and really profitable too. I you know I, I remember like EBITDA being like about forty five percent EBITDA margins. I hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 no, I, I, I wish, you know, I had those margins now, but, um, you know, the company kept growing, you know, we had more employees and, and then uh, in um, end of 2003, um, there was a lot of, you know, M&A restarted in, yeah. in the internet world, you know, Google started growing and, you know, basically the people that survived the dot-com bust, you know, really grew because there was a need to, to reach people online and market and, and more and more, and more advertisers were, you know, going online and basically reducing their um, traditional media buys like newspaper, TV and radio and, and going more online. So we, we definitely benefited from that um, shift in, in budgets and, um, in, in, at the end of 03, I actually got, um, uh, you know, a investment banker from New York. I didn't even know what an investment banker was. He just, you know, came knocking at my door and, you know, I remember that he was very well dressed, you know, with a tie and suit. I'm like, I've never had one of those. In a tie. <laughs> there is this, uh, and take, he's like, hey, take, you know, take that off before you come to my office. <laughs> yeah. And um, so he's like, hey, you know, there's been a lot of consolidation in the space. You know, there's a lot of companies looking for companies like you with a growth and and things like that. And and I would love to run a, an M&A process. I'm like, first time ever. You know, I, I didn't even know what M&A was, mergers and acquisitions. I mean, like, but I'm, I'm sure I had nothing to lose. So, you know, we signed up a, a banker back then. And um, how, how big was the business then? You know, that's five-year-old business or whatever it was. We were doing about you know, 6 million in, in revenue and, you know, like, you know, 2.5, 3 million in, in income. So 
again, not huge business, but you know, it was uh, a good size business yes. for just us, you know. Um, and um, so, so we decided to um, to start up that process, and 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 I really learned a lot then. I, it, you know, I got really excited about you know the you know the the process of selling a business and putting decks together and teasers and data rooms and stuff like that a lot of learning for uh, uh, for me and um, you know I remember doing management presentations and we had a public company from Canada interested in the business and you know the, doing due diligence and a lot of those, and and at the end of you know after a while you know we we couldn't get a deal done and uh you know it happens right i mean yeah. like so the, the bankers started getting tired we were definitely getting tired i mean we we're like really emotional because you know we're getting offers and you know the offers would you know um uh die or you know they they would not move forward so it, you know it was kind of like uh taxing emotionally because you know you were like riding yeah in the process and you know you were like really exciting that you were going to have a, an exit and, and and things like that and you know kind of like at the end of the day the process that died down and um i remember this was a a a, a sunday i was just you know in my home reading a book um by richard branson the the book about you know the, the book was called losing my virginity and uh, you know, it, you know, he kind of like he was relating how you know he started, and you know how you know he developed his music business, and the the this the you know def, you know a bunch of businesses. And in one chapter, I was reading, you know, he mentions, hey, you know, we uh, I, I had a a great experience dealing with with the Japanese because he actually sold like Virgin Records or Virgin Music in, in Japan and he's like oh it was great I was in my 20s and I went to Japan and uh, you know I party like crazy and I had so much fun plus I did this deal and when I sold the business I was getting paid in yen and then the pound you know basically devalued so I made even more money so it was like great so I'm like I got fixated with Japan I'm like hey I want to party like because you're like this like, is this is me you're a single guy at the time right this is me yeah perfect, perfect yeah, time I, like, I want Japan and I'm in Miami I, I want a little piece of Japan also so so you know I, I just got fixated in that and I remember that there was a company um, that was publicly traded about $10 billion uh, market cap that we were doing business through a subsidiary they had in Spain back then. And we're like, hey, you know, I know a Japanese company. I'm going to contact them. <laughs> and uh, so I sent an email to their, you know, investor relations, you know, uh, email, you know, you know, everything was in Japanese. And, and I just said, hey, you know, I'm, we're a performance marketing company in the U.S. and you know we're running an M&A process and I think you guys would be interested in that. And I got a reply. You know, I went to sleep and the next Monday, there, you know, I, you know, this guy that's still my friend and I'm actually going to see him now in May replied and said, "Hey, you know, we're we're actually looking to expand in the U.S. Uh, when can we meet?" And you know, they came to New York um and uh, you know they you know I, I did the presentation and in june 2004 the the business was sold 
you know? Wow. And uh, I was 24 then. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And what what are the what are they what the multipliers look like then? Was it on, on revenues or was it on EBITDA when they when they looked at the values of business then compared to today? Because I know I kind of know where where things are going today. And where, where were they then? It was a it was a multiple of EBITDA. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a something like twelve times EBITDA. So it would I would say it was more like a sensible deal than you know what you see today, where you see multiple revenues or yeah. things like that. But but it would I mean it was a life changing for me and my partners and and my team. You know, and uh, and uh, you know and and uh, like I said, you know, uh, there is this guy that immigrant that comes here that doesn't know what they're doing, you know, follows uh, a little bit of inclinations, takes some risk in the sense that I had nothing to lose. Yes. So I was just, you know, working on, on what I wanted to do. And, and um, you know, after hard work and, and again, the trial and error, I was able to, to sell a company to a multi-billion dollar Japanese corporation. And again, that's the beauty of, of being in a, in a place that 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 provides that foundation uh that freedom to you know uh you know to take advantage of opportunities and and to grow as a person and you mentioned something there jose that i you know we talk about here a little bit and i think it's really it, it's it's very evident that you get when you have nothing it's a lot easier to take <laughs> risk and start something and if you get you know you get knocked down you, you had nothing once before it's you, sure. you've been there before it's not the end of the world as you did for the first year right um, yeah. And it's a lot. So it's a lot easier to start these things as you're, you're very young, and you and, and this and and you, you don't need a lot of things. You don't have a family, kids, right. all these things to support. Or 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 later on when you're an empty nester, potentially might be the same time in your life where it makes sense, right? Definitely. Um, and, and like I said, I hear that a lot, and I, you know I think it makes great sense. Yeah, I put that I put that down actually. That was um, a key. Commonalities for every person who's had success, they took risk and don't care to lose it all. So, um, so. can you talk more about your, your second business? Uh, I believe in 2007, um, healthcare.com, and how that got started. And because uh, now you're on a roll, you know, you, you, you got one, you built it from, from nothing to, some, to something, you got it evaluated and got it sold. And then all of a sudden, is what's the next feat? Yeah. Well, actually, let me make a little pause on that. So, so you know, selling that the you know the the first company and you know which was again an ab, ab, you know absolutely great experience. It, it's exactly what I wanted, but you know I was still not ready for that in the sense that um, you know when you are really focused on you know you know getting something, if you don't really understand exactly what you're doing, um, you know and you don't know exactly what you're doing it for, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of creates a lot of confusion. So, you know, let me give you an idea. So I, I sell the company, I was 24. And instead of saying, hey, you know, the American dream, you know, I was actually concerned. You know, I, I still had that sense of scarcity in me in saying that, oh, wow, look, I mean, I basically, I'm a millionaire, you know, I have the money in the bank, but I was, I had doubts because like, I didn't understand, you know, how I did it. <laughs> I didn't, on, I, I thought that, um, you know, I thought that I actually, I, I was actually thinking that I even won the lottery. So I was like, Hey, you know, if, if, if I did win the lottery, I'm not going to get it again. So maybe this is the only money I'm, I'm going to have for the rest of my <laughs> life. So I was like, really scared about what to do so 
you know, and, you know, bankers were calling me about, you know, wealth management and I was like really scared and I'm like, oh no, you know, I'm, I'm only buying bonds because, you know, I can't <laughs> lose this thing. I, I'm, I need to, this is the only cash I'm going to make in the, for the rest of my life, you know, because <laughs> uh-huh. it, 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 it took me a long time in building confidence. I'm, I'm still working at that, you know, it, and, 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 you know, going back to the process I, and, and I, I actually, you know, I, I, I sold the company was, but I found myself lost again in like, okay, now what do I do? You know, and so, you know, what I'm trying to say is not like, oh, you know, oh, you got the medal and you're ready for the next race. Not, I mean, it, it takes, and it took me a lot of time to figure out what I wanted to do and, uh, you know, what I didn't have back then, the confidence as to, hey, you know, I, I really know what I want. I really know what I'm doing and I'm, I'm ready to do it again. You know, I, I, I didn't have that. So, you know, I, I, I tried uh, a, a number of things that actually, actually I, I, I went, uh, I thought, hey, you know, I'm going to diversify. So I'm going to go into real estate. So I actually did that. I bought like a shopping center in Aventura. And, and um, um, you know, I, I, I got lucky with that because I, I, I sold it in 2006. But, but again, you, you, you know, you still need to, to, to grow. Um, uh, and and I needed that. I needed that that process of of growing. But you know, after I sold the company, I I, I stay there. Um, you know, working on an earnout. Um, you know, uh, on on growing the company and and doing some M and A work for 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 the parent company. So I was going around the U the U S doing due diligence for for other online ad companies and 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 acquired a company in New York that was. Uh, doing online uh, search engine marketing, and and that was big back back then, and you know it was a pretty big deal, like 150 million dollar deal, and you know I learned uh, uh, the M&A process from the buy side, which you know gave me a lot of expertise. And at the time I was in New York, uh, you know I was single, and you know wanted to to experience. Um, uh, um, uh, a new city, so I, I moved to New York, and actually, I, I, I lived in Trump Park <laughs> <laughs> on 59th and 6th. Wow. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> and and late in. Um, uh, um, so this is in, this is uh, 2006. 2006. Okay, so yeah. 2006. Now you've only you've only been here for you've been for less than 10 years with everything you've done, right? At that point, yeah. in less than yeah. 10 years, here's this kid that comes over here. You barely probably speak the language when you first went to school here, I guess, right? And and uh, and here, ten years later, you're living in in Trump Park, right? On Sixth yeah. Avenue. On Sixth <laughs> Avenue with a, some some little bit of cash in the bank, right? Yeah. And that's it's it's quite quite a story already, right? Yeah, that's, that's that's actually pretty successful. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Again, like what we talked about, the, the foundations are here for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. Um, um, and um, so, so a friend of mine, um, you know, a, 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 you know, that I've, I've been, you know, doing business while while my last company, you know, he he calls me up and he says, hey, you know, I, I just bought the domain name healthcare.com, you know, and I, you know, paid a bunch of money for it, like two point three million dollars for it, and you know, would you like to, you know, join me and 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 build this thing together, and you know, at the time. Again, I was looking for for an opportunity, and and I said yes. So, uh, you know, join him, and 
uh, decided to move back to Miami because, you know, it's cheaper to basically, you know, start a company here. I had done it before, so I knew uh, where to, you know, get the office and, you know, hiring people is cheaper and, and things like that. And, and we started that, you know, second company as, as healthcare.com right at the end of 06, beginning of 07. And, um, you know, um, you know, we, we basically did not know, you know, what to do with it at, at the beginning. So we had, you know, a pretty tough time figuring out, um, you know, we thought that we were going to build an, the next WebMD. And, you know, we, we probably spent another $1.5 million, um, you know, um, licensing medically reviewed content, you know. So we had mm -hmm. a, a, a medicine encyclopedia and a condition uh, checker and uh, a provider directory, a physician directory. And, and you know, all that content, it, it's licensed, right? It's medically reviewed and, and, and things like that. But what, you know, what we didn't realize is that we couldn't make any money you know, basically monetizing that content because everybody has the same content, you know, Healthline and WebMD and, 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 and things like that. So we're like, oops, you know, <laughs> we have all this content, we have this great domain, but basically we, we, we're not able to, to monetize it. And, and again, it comes from the fact that, you know, we, we, we're not healthcare guys, we're more, you know, online marketing guys. So, so we're like, you know, um, you know, we, we, we couldn't figure it out. So, you know, you know, we, the business kept, kept losing money and, and things like that. And then at, at some point we, we pivoted, we, we said, Hey, you know, I, I think that, you know, this, you know, uh, health, uh, destination or WebMD type of business is not going to work for us. How about we go back to our performance marketing days and, and look for, healthcare offers that, that, that we could, you know, basically, you know, drive traffic to and, and monetize. And, and, um, I went to an affiliate, uh, a network and found a legion offer. Basically, you know, they would pay you if, if somebody filled out a lead for health insurance and, and, you know, it, you know, and, you know, to me, like it, it made no sense because we're like, health insurance, what would somebody pay $20 for a health insurance fee? I mean, people get insurance from their employer, right? I mean, like we had no idea, you know, how the, the, the insurance business looked like. Uh, but hey, we started, you know, generating traffic to the offer and, you know, we're getting, you know, we, we started putting attention to it because we're getting paid $20 and it was costing us like $4 to generate the lead. So we're like, hey, there's margin here. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, this and is, that's and this is we, 2006, seven, right? You said 2007, 2007. So right before, so, right before, everything right, starts. Before crash. right, right before the, the big financial crash. Yes. And, uh, so, so we, um, started digging into health insurance and understanding kind of like how the, the, the marketplace worked and from the demand side, meaning who were the players back then, you know, you had, uh, you know, you know, companies that sold insurance online, like e-health insurance and get insured. And you had, you know, aggregators and, 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 and a bunch of guys that, that were buying leads that sold to insurance agents. So we're like, Hey, you know, there's some demand to this. Let's, let's focus on, on, on generating traffic to, to health insurance. And, and that's what we set out to do. So we focused on basically driving online ads, to health insurance 
uh, related, uh, you know, offers. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, one thing led to the next and the clients that were buying health insurance from us said, hey, you know, can you generate leads for Medicare supplement? We said yes. And the same guys then said, hey, you know, could you do it for life insurance? And we're like, you know, we're not doing anything right now, but uh, we could. And, uh, and, and that's how we started diversifying. And then, uh, and the, the business kept, you know, um, uh, growing. And then in 2000 and uh, uh, to late 2009, you know, um, you know, there were already talks about Obamacare, you know, like, hey, you know, things are going to change. There's going to be a marketplace. And a guy that really knew insurance, you know, told us, hey, you know, if this happens, if this, you know, um, gets approved, you know, you know, you know, commissions are going to get re regulated. So, you know, if a, a, a broker made, you know, 20% commission, now they're going to make 10 or less. So mm -hmm. what we were getting paid, you know, for driving that customer to them, the value also was going to drop. No. 50 or 60 percent so wow. we're starting like freaking out we're like oh no you know it took us so long to build it, the business we're in the middle of a great recession and now our business is gonna you know get cut in half so we basically decided to diversify basically or, or our business was gonna go down and we went to what they call PNC property and casualty yep. and focused on driving uh, online customers to auto insurance companies, you know, like Geico, Progressive Insurance, Nationwide, and driving them online shoppers to their policies. And again, we focused on that. And the business just took off. And when Obamacare got approved in, at, in the summer of uh, 2010, what we predicted happened. You know, our business basically tanked in half, but, you know, the PNC business grew. And uh, the business basically went from when we started it uh, in in basically 08 to 2011 when we sold it to a you know from a million to 100 million revenue run rate business. Wow! So the the healthcare.com that uh, domain that you uh, acquired a, a purchase, how much would you say it's worth now? <laughs> I don't know, but um, but you know. Um, in, 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 in 2011, you know, we, again, we changed the name of the company. Okay. It, it used to be called healthcare.com. So now that we had other insurance, um, um, uh, in, in, you know, insurance verticals within the company, healthcare didn't fit all the lines because we're doing health insurance and, and Medicare, but we're also doing home insurance and, and auto insurance. So we changed the name of the company to Brokers Web uh so that it could be more like a general type of um performance marketing and, and the company grew really fast i mean we were like 20th fastest growing company in ink magazine one year 50th in the other year and um and so you know we were getting a lot of attention and and a and a, and a private equity owned company based in la came to us in in 2011 saying hey guys you know we want to diversify uh, to insurance, you know, you guys build a big business. It's it's very uh, interesting to us. And uh, and again, since we had M and A experience from our past life, we're like, hey, you know, let you know, let's engage in the process and and see what happens. And and in September of 2011, you know, we sold that business. Wow. 
And he's and he's you're actually accurate. I mean, I, 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 looking at some of the accomplishments, uh, you know, fastest growing company in South Florida, um, Inc. 500. You was the number 20 fastest growing company there. Um, you've had that multiple times. Inc. 500, the number 50 fastest growing company. I was in 2012. Uh, Entrepreneurship Hall of Fame. Dude, man, you didn't tell me all this stuff, Jose. <laughs> I, I thought I dug all this out of you, dude. What's, what's up? Yeah. You know, you're, you're a little shy, I guess. You didn't tell me all this. Come on, open yeah. up, open up for us. Brag a little, will you? Yeah, sure. So, so what happened, <laughs> yeah, sure. With, so what happened with with healthcare.com is that when we sold that business, Brokers Web, we about part of the negotiation was we we told the buyer, hey, you know, buy the business, buy the technology, the network, and the clients, but but we want to keep the domain name healthcare.com because we don't know, you know, what we could build with it in the future. And um, so we were able to to carve the 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 domain name out and and uh, you know now we're on it and and actually you know that's a company that I I, I it's my focus now and 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 you know my operation on a daily basis. All right. He didn't give the number, but I, that was a good. That he's was not. Good. Yeah, he's not telling he's you. He's not telling, he's not telling you what he thinks that's worth. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay though. We're good with that. Um, all right, what, what else? So you're also you also invest in other companies. You do some seed seed investing and in, in, in startups, right? Some angel investing, right? Yeah. So so after that that um, sale in 2011, basically that gave me and my partners and I, you know, a, a, an important amount of liquidity, and um, um, we were in the same place. What to do with our lives? <laughs> you know. <laughs> You weren't as nervous this time. I'm. I'm just guessing, though. What? You're not. You weren't as nervous this time as you were the first time, though. No, no, I was <laughs> a, a little bit more mature, but not that much. You know, you know, I, I you know, I, uh, I've gotten better after I, I had my, 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 my first kid. So I was still not, not, not there yet. I'm, but you know, I was trying to get better, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but you know, we, we. Um, you know, you know, we, my partners were like, Hey, you know, we, we now, you know, we've been, you know, operating businesses and starting businesses for, um, you know, a decade now. I mean, we're a little tired too. We went through the great, you know, depression and, and all the, you know, um, you know, the, it was tough to get the business off the ground and, and, and things like that. But, you know, we had a successful exit and, and we're like, Hey, you know, we, we want to diversify our efforts. Uh, and we decided to create a holding company called People Fund, and um, uh, it, it's not a fund because we don't have LPs. You know, it, it doesn't operate like a, a like a VC. It's a holding company. You know, we uh, capitalized the holding company uh, with our partners, and and through the balance sheet, we decided to do focus on two things. We st- we decided to invest in 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 early stage companies, technology companies. And you know, build other companies within the portfolio that we could manage and operate on a diversified way, where you know we can bring in management to help us, but we'll fund the company, you know, develop the technology and help it and and, and growing. So, with with people fund, basically we uh we we have those two, <clears throat> um, you know, um, um. Uh, strategies, investing, and and the bread and butter would be still building companies. So, um, but but you know it was 
you know, really tough at the beginning. You know, it felt like all the money that we made with our with our exits, we decided to lose very quickly with our investing. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, but again, it's it's all a, a, a learning process, and you know, the, the, that that bill, you know, business has matured, and and we had a, a pretty. A, a pretty good run of, of productivity. You know, we had, um, you know, I think uh, up to date, we, we already had five exits since we started People Fund in, in 2011. We, wow. So, we, so uh, five, five companies you guys you guys seeded or invested in that exited since? Uh, well, from from the from the uh, from the from the building side, from the incubation side. Yes. So okay. we um, started a uh, one of the domain names that we had was medicaresupplement.com so we started uh, that business with a partnership with a company called transact where we were you know basically generating them online customers for medicare supplement and um, you know in a year we we had a, a pretty good partnership with them and they were selling to a private equity firm so we got dragged into the deal and and, and we sold that business um, we um, we built a, a a bill payment technology platform in Central America. My partners are from Guatemala, also YPOs, and uh, you know we wanted to build some technology in the ecosystem. And uh, you know we sold that business to to PayPal. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, we also just like we started Brokers Web for insurance. We were looking for a new vertical uh, that was as big as insurance, and 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 we decided to to start another online performance marketing company, but focused on the automotive industry. Mm. Uh, you know, we we bought a um, a report, some marketing report or whatever, and you know, we read that in the U.S., you know, you, they sell 45 million used cars a year and 15 to 17 million new cars a year. So it's like 52 million cars sold every year in the U.S. And, you know, the marketing budgets are 30 billion plus. So we're like, wow, you know, let's let's do something. So we ended up starting, uh, just like we had Brokers Web, we started a company in the automotive world called AutoWeb. <laughs> and... Um, you know, started from scratch, grew the company, and um, in 2015, uh, we actually merged AutoWeb with a public company called AutoBytel. That you know, it's a company that 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 was public, been around for 20 years. It was one of the first dot-com IPOs. So we merged the the company with AutoBytel. We became the largest shareholder. My partner and I became board members. We're still board members. And, uh, uh, you know, change the name of the company from AutoVitel to AutoWeb, you know, change the ticker. You know, now if you go to NASDAQ, the ticker is AUTO. And uh, it's also been a, a learning experience, you know, being kind of like a, a, a public company uh, board member. Um, you know, we were, man you know, we managed to drive the stock from like 20 to uh, a couple of bucks. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> still we we were we're still at it yeah so, and um and then um uh, and then you know on on the uh on the portfolio side on the investing side you know we we've you know invested in, in early stage companies meaning that um you know uh one of the things we realized is that you know uh, you know it's a, a pretty 
uh, high stakes game. You know, you need to be disciplined and you have to invest in a number of companies and, and, and the, the success ratio is, is very low. So that you have to be prepared to to write off nine out of ten investments, but you know we again we, we didn't know that, but we had to learn it through uh, through trial and error. So you know the, the 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 first two to three years of that operation were hard because we were writing off millions of dollars and and we're starting to blame each other and we're all stressed out and blah blah blah. But you know hopefully you know. Good, you know the the positive thing is that you know my partners are also YPOers, so we decided to go together and say, hey, let's learn from this, let's understand what's happening, let's create a discipline, and and let's fall. You know, the, there is a different way of doing the investment, you know, than than you know what we do from from a, a company building, and and we've gotten better at it. And and again, you know, now after six years, you know, a lot of companies that. That have died, but you know we've hit it a couple of unicorns that that we've invested in um, early stage. So what's it's a, all been a learning what's, process. What's a great unicorn that that you've hit? Uh, we have a couple there <laughs> in the portfolio. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you know I, I should say the name, but you know, uh, you know we've uh, we have a you know a couple of companies that that have raised money at a at a, a pretty nice multiple and. And things like that, but but again, it's, it's all the evolutionary process that we talked about. It takes a trial and error, the the risk taking, and and the process to to get there. And and we're in definitely in a much better place so now. So you're basically saying you can't talk about <laughs> you can't talk about that either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have a question, Jose. Though, if if um, it seems like you've obviously got extremely good at. Um, exiting and uh, nowadays that's from a lot of entrepreneurs they want to do the exact they want to do that you know they want to grow a company then they want to sell it or they want to grow it they want to exit it what parameters would you say are um, maybe some things in place in order for a person to be like hey you know you actually you're you're strong enough to um, to exit at this current moment you know or or you're you're not or you're not right because y'all done it multiple you've done it I mean, from what you just told me, you did this and sold it. You did this and sold it, and you're yeah. doing well at it. So, what parameters do you look at in order for you to know, like, okay, we're ready? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I I I think that um, you know, the the business fundamentals have to be there. You know, I, I think on on the technology side, um, you know, we were able to again fall in in, in this vertical where you're innovating, where there is you know, a lot of technology, you know, you know, being applied and, and when you build a business that creates value, you have uh, kind of like a convex growth that, you know, it, you know, you, you see businesses that can grow over a hundred percent each year uh, because again, the, the, the industry is still nascent and you can innovate and, 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 and you can pr- add value and you can participate on, 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 on that industry. So we, we got lucky that we fell on, on, on that industry, uh, but again, the, the business fundamentals have to be there. Um, you know, one of the things that I that I realize is that you, as a CEO, you have to understand every single detail of the business, and that's why, until this day, you know, I'm 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 actually very involved in 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 the finance of the business, in the finance department, because you only understand the business if you 
you know, you, if you can sign every check that goes out and, and, and can see every check that comes in because you understand, you know, what's happening with the business. You understand, uh, you know, you know where you're missing opportunities and understand, you know, where you have to optimize the business, where are the imbalances in the business and you can make those decisions. So, so the, 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 the business have to be organized. You have to understand every single detail of the business. And again, if you're providing value, you, uh, you will get rewarded, and then um, and then on 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 the M&A side, like I said, it's it's also a very uh, mind you know personal decision. Again, when I was younger, you know, I it was the rush of you know uh, being able to sell the company and and make money and 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 definitely change my life. I think now I'm at a point where obviously through that process, I'm I'm looking at a business more long term. You know where can I add value five years from now or, or ten years from now and compound uh, what we're doing uh, instead of focusing on you know how can I exit right now? So so from an MA perspective is is a very personal decision. Uh, the business has to the fundamentals have to be there because you know the 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 buyer when when you're in an MA process they're not buying what you did yesterday. They're not buying your PNL from five years. You know, they're not buying the past. You have to be able to say, look, this is where we are today, but this is where we're going. They are paying you for that. They don't care uh, the EB time, the past. That money is gone. They, I mean, if they're going to write you a check today, they want to see where is the business five to 10 years from now. Where are they going to scale after they buy you and after you're gone? So you have to build a business that that can definitely scale, that is sustainable, that can provide value, and that um, and 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 you know you need to know it and express that. But the buyers are not stupid, and they will they they need to understand where is the future. I don't care about the past. I I need to see where the future because that's the only thing you have to sell. So, so understanding. I mean, they're they're going to want to understand the past, right? But but what's the vision of the future? Who are you serving in the future? What's your differentiators, right? How are you going to differentiate from that that the the competition that's out there, right? Yeah. So all these things are factors in in understanding right. if, if you're ready to sell. And that the business is sustainable. And again, that that the business is adding value, right? Mm-hmm. And and again, if the if, if you're adding value and 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 you build a business that's successful and and is sustainable. You know, you you will get interest. Um, and again, I'm I'm talking on, on the technology side because that's uh, you know my expertise. But you know, you can innovate in any business. You know, Gary, you did it in paving, and somebody could do it in ball bearings, or somebody could do it in in an area that nobody's looking at these days. You know, and and uh, you know. Uh, uh, somebody could be doing fire extinguishers for that matter, but they're passionate about it and, and they make it better and, and they can innovate and, and they can be successful at that. So it, it just, it doesn't have to be internet. It doesn't have to mean technology where your inclination is and where you think you can add value, you can be successful. Sure. Let's, let's talk about you a little bit. We got, we got maybe another 15, 20 minutes. We want to go. Um, so when I, when I think about you, Jose, What's what's uh, what are, who have been the mentors in your life that have given you the ability to to, to have the confidence you have and uh, to to be to be the, the person that you, you to see your future you could see the opportunity in the future and take advantage of it with confidence that many people don't have. Who do you look look upon and say now that you know? I remember when this person told me this or that person told me that or I'm you know this person I call on a weekly basis. Tell us about some mentors in your life if if there yeah. are any. So. 
so you know I, I you know when when I realized one that every day I could learn something new it, it was very liberating because I, I knew that you know I could get better at, at whatever I was doing you know and and you know if you if you you know Charlie Munger you know has a, a very good quote that says the best way to get what you want is to deserve it you know and, and what he's saying is that hey you want this bust your bust your butt the, you best, know, when the it, best way to give what you want, you, you got to deserve it. You, you have to deserve it. And, yeah. and, and look, I mean, in my, in my position, you know, and as an immigrant and, you know, English as a second language and all that stuff, I, you know, I said, look, I mean, you know, I, I, I might not have, you know, the Harvard degree or the intelligence, you know, I'm in America, so I have an opportunity like everybody else. And I can work harder, you know, you know, you, Gary, if you're going to work 12 hours a day, I can wake up and work 14 hours a day, you know, mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, when I realized that I, you know, I, I it was very liberating, you know, because I, I knew I had some control uh, from, from, from that perspective. And then, and, and like I said, I, I think that, um, you know, my growth really, you know, uh, as, a, as a person, you know, uh, you know, I, I also read a quote the, the other day that that said that, you know, your business is not going to grow past your personal growth, mm -hmm. you know, so That's good. if your business is doing bad, if your business is stagnant, you know, look at yourself because you're yeah, yeah. responsible for whatever is happening there. So you're the limiting factor. You are the limiting factor. Yeah. So I and 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 when you realize that you you really freak out because then you realize hey you know yes the box stops with me yeah. in every sense of the word you stop blaming anybody and 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 then you you have to take action so i i think that um you know i i, I always read books you know i think the first books i read in high school was uh tony robbins uh, awaken the giant within i still have it at home uh -huh. and um and you know i read biographies and i read you know, philosophy and I, uh, and, and, and books have been, I think a savior to me because, you know, a, a lot of things that I learned from, from the books and from other people's lives. So I, uh, and I, I still to this day read, you know, I have, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm finishing up uh, mastery, you know, by Robert Greene and, you know, and I, I, I never stop, but I, I think one thing that really pushed me from a personal growth perspective was having my first kid, you know, because I, I, I had, you know, before I was, you know, responsible for myself, but then now I'm responsible for somebody else's life, you know, and, sure. and, and when that happens, you don't have no excuses. So I freaked out and, you know, I, I, I said, you know, I, I really have to, 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 and, and I think, you know, kids come and to, to teach you something that that's one of the things Absolutely. that I realized, you know, I, I think there is very little that I can uh, teach them. Uh, but you know, but I, I think that I've learned more from them than <laughs> than, than I can teach them. But one of the things I, I learned is that you know, if you want to be a better parent or a better father, you have to get better at every day. So, you know, you know, it, it's like in the airplane where they tell you, look, you know, if you need the oxygen mask, actually you have to put it on yourself first, and you know, something like that. So. You know, I really got focused on personal growth and, you know, eating healthier and exercising and, you know, mindfulness and meditating. I've been to India and, you know, Tony Robbins events and because everything adds, everything sure. adds up, right? Every book you read, every conference you go to. And it, it's a, it's a, 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 
it, you know, a, a lot of things have to come together for, for, for you to grow as a person. So I'm, I'm in that process. And, and again, I think that I've learned a lot of things uh, throughout the years, but I think I've, I've, I've grown more as a person, you know, and I attribute that to having, you know, kids. And, you know, like you, Gary, I joined YPO and, you know, my, my friends always ask me, hey, you know, you should join YPO. And I always said I had no I have no time. But but then when I had kids and I I said, look, you know, if YPO is going to make me better, you know, and, and I'm going to be a, a better parent because of that, how can I say no to my kids? So yeah. I, I joined YPO and it's one of the best things I've, I've, I've done. And I'm every opportunity I have for learning or or or. Or, or getting better, I take it. Like in Israel, when I went with you last year, I took the whole family and and what was I looking for? What you were looking for, which is where is that hunger come from for you know the people in Israel to to keep innovating, to add value, to make the world a better place. And I wanted to understand those value values because I want them for myself, but I also want it for my kids. You know, how can I teach hunger for my kids? How can I teach you know that you know follow your inclinations and stuff like that and 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 it's a perfect example gary i mean israel has nothing you know i, I think it's the only country in the middle east that has no oil you know yeah <laughs> and they're tiny and it's a piece of uh, desert there but look at all the companies that ways mobilize and uh you know all this technology because of what i told you, you know, it's all about human capital and innovation that's where wealth is and then you look at you know, Venezuela, where I was born, and you have all the resources, and it's a humanitarian what? crisis because, you know, the, the socialist system there just destroyed that ability for a human to, again, take on a process where they are inclined and and, 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 and through trial and error become a better sure. person. So, so, so I had to go to Israel. I had to understand that. And, 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 and then again, I take every single opportunity to... Uh, to do that. Uh, actually, now in a couple of weeks, I'll be in Japan uh, in a YPO event. Uh, and, uh, you know, I want to learn more about the culture. I want to learn more about, um, you know, how they innovate in robotics and technology. It's a never ending technology, mm -hmm. you know, learning process. And, you know, uh, as soon as, you know, I was able to realize that, you know, it, it, you know I think that, you know, I, 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 I sought out more learning opportunities. Absolutely. And, and it, you know, you look at, again, they say 10,000 hours to be an expert in anything, right? And if, yep. you, if you're passionate about what you're doing, raising your kids or, you know, the industry you're jumping into, as you said, you want to jump in and understand inside and out, probably gonna, you probably want to work more than that 2,000 hour year, right? The 40 hour week deal, right? To yep. get there faster. Yeah. And, and, and um, you know, unfortunately, you know, I know you've worked hard your, your life over your life and you'll continue to because number one, it's fun. It's you're passionate about it. And as long as you put enough time in for that kid, those kids and that family, it works out pretty well, right? Right. Uh, but but most of your most of your mentorship, you know, reading it, you've been you've been a, a very focused reader. That's awesome. And uh, uh, for me, I, I've I've be, you know began reading more probably in my 30s, and today I, you know I read fairly often. But um, still, mentorship has been the biggest thing for me. I, I I find a person like you, and it's just if there's something I want to know that you know, I'm gonna sponge off you and call call you and bug you and everything else, right? Um, I, I, for me, that I, I get more out of that than, than reading, um, although reading is, is, is again, something that uh, we've got to do more of as well. Um, when, you, when you think about uh, you know, your roles, to, your, your strongest uh, suits for your roles today compared to yesterday in these businesses you're involved in, what do you think you've evolved to from where you started? 
Well, I, I think, you know, right now I have a better sense of, you know, what, you know, everybody in the roles are capable of and, and how can they grow in the role and how um, to, you know, manage them so they can work together effectively. So I, I think I've gotten better at me doing everything myself yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and just being happy when I did it. Uh, and now I'm, I'm able to, to help people evolve and grow and in, in and in that process you know uh allow them to you know you know use their their you know their expertise in, in certain areas of the business so that they can grow and so i think that you know i've gotten better at delegating i've gotten better at letting people that that know what they're doing do what's best uh, in the business and um i think um um, you know, with that, I've had more time to think about strategy and the future and, and, and things like that. So putting all the pieces together from from a human capital as a group perspective, I think mm -hmm. I've got better, better, better at it through through the years. Awesome. Definitely something you need as you continue on. How about uh, when you think of your personal core values, Jose? I mean, uh, what, what do you feel like are the, a, a few core values that you think and live by every day that that you probably transfer to people around you, people that work around you, your family? Yeah. So I, I'm a believer in karma, you know, karma, you know, cause and effect. So I, I think that, um, you know, if you you put in what what you get out, you know, basically, or, or you get out what 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 you put in. I um, when I was in India, I bought this book in, in the airport, you know, the five secrets of life, you know, and <laughs> one of the secrets is wealth. And, and the secret is this, it, you know, the, the, the secret about wealth is this. It says, you know, wealth is in what you give, not on what you take. And giving is the cause of your progress. You know, and, and if you sit and, and, and think about that, you know, for more, you, you, you have you, you think about, OK, what is it that I'm giving? Because, you know, if I'm not giving it. I cannot expect it, you know, and 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 that's the karma that 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 sure. that I like to live by. So the values definitely have to be the right ones if you want to get the right um, the right results. So you have to, you know, be a good person. You know, do charity. You know, charity work if you have time. You know, um, you know, you know, positive actions. You know, honesty. Um, you yeah. know, again, it's a cause and effect. You know, I, yeah. yeah. You know, it's a, the credits and, and, and debit. So you cannot get a, a different result if you put in the the um, uh, the uh, a, a negative result. So I'm, I'm I'm very conscious of that, and I, I I live through through that. And you know, I'm also very fortunate that you know, with my partnership in, in in business, you know, we share the same values, and and that's what we can stick together because you know we share the same values, but we have, you know. Um, different skills so mm -hmm. our, our skills complement but the the foundation of doing the right thing is there and and uh karma <laughs> you know you want good karma you gotta you gotta put in good things how about uh what success are you most proud of you think about your you know all the things you've accomplished uh and all the you know challenges you've been through and 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 uh hills you had to climb right uh, what, what do you feel is your biggest success that you're you could say that uh, you look back and you're pretty you're very proud of or pretty proud of my my babies, my kids. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. What what second after that? After your family, after your kids, your wife, your family. Yeah. Well, I mean, family. You know, takes a, a lot of the spots after that. You know, I you know I've 
you know, you know, um, you know, I think families first, but, um, you know, I, I, I think that, um, I think that, I, like I said, you know, I'm really grateful that, that I had the opportunity to, uh, to come to the U.S. and, and, and take advantage of, of a foundation that, you know, the founding fathers built, you know, uh, uh, centuries ago. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm conscious of that. I'm, I'm always, you know, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, coming to, to the U.S. is definitely a proud moment. And and I'm still reaping the 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 you know the the, the results from that so i'm i'm that that's a big one for is me it, is there anybody is there any place in the world you could have gone to you could have you studied and, and landed on any other place in the world that you could have landed on that you could have done what you did in the u.s i don't know i don't think so <laughs> uh i i hope so i hope I hope there is a place like this but definitely america is unique and you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm grateful that I was able to 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 be part of this. What's your what's your what's your favorite book? You mentioned a lot of books that you that you use that uh, that that have given you ideas and 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 taught you a lot of stuff. What's that one book that you said, man? If you if you can only read one book because you're a slow reader like Raybine and it takes <laughs> you a year to read it, this is the book Raybine that you got to read <laughs> that make that'll make a difference in your life. Let's say for anybody out there, one book that you think is is life life changing or something that really makes you think about uh, a different perspective? You know, I, I I get value from every book that I read. You know, I'll make notes and whatever. So it, it, it's tough to me. It's like, you know, which is which kid do you like the most? <laughs> you know, I don't think it's, it's hard. But a, a very short book, uh, it's actually a biography by um, uh, Conrad Hilton. You know, it, it, it's called Be My Guest. You know, it's a it, it's a book that actually they, they used to give it out for free at the Hilton hotels in like 1950s or 60s or whatever. But it tells a story of of you know of a guy that you know grew up with nothing in like um, Arizona or whatever, and he was still unincorporated. So he was like part of Mexico, I think, when he, <laughs> when he was born, and you know. But what he learned from from his family was the good values, you know, work hard and have a good attitude and have good habits. And, you know, he was very religious, also Catholic and, and stuff like that. But you go through all the ups and downs and, you know, the guy almost bankrupt and he had a family and with kids. Mm -hmm. So you could feel all that drama that he lived. And but he was, you know, he had the faith and, you know, he was in America and he was able to 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 get past all the, the adversities and uh, because he, he had, again, the good values and the work ethic and, and the religion and the faith and things like that. And, you know, he became what we all know him for right now. But it's, again, very short book and he's very inspirational because, hey, anybody can make it. Love it. I love it. Um, Q, what do you got? Anything else you got for this guy? What, a, what an awesome blessing is that, that uh, have him here today. And Almost had him in person, but you know what? <laughs> Having him uh, on the screen here is just as, almost as good. So almost as good. Yeah, yeah we, I, we well, I definitely got some true takeaways uh, for sure, um, and and some of the amazingness that Jose Vargas has gave has given us. Uh, one started off real well. 
you know, with anything that's contrary to nature is contrary to reason. And anything that's contrary to reason is observed. Uh, I, I mean, I was like, wow, that's actually pretty awesome. Um, but still goes back to what you said about trial and error, too. You have to put in your 10,000 hours before you succeed. And I think a lot of people, especially our generation, um, we got to get that ingrained, you know, to understand it takes time to be great. But, you know, it, it, you can be good, but it does take time to be great. And, that, and kudos to that. Uh, but one thing you said after you um, after you finally got your first um, sold, you, your first business that you sold, uh, when you focus but don't understand will bring confusion. And um, that was huge. You know, and the best way to get what you want is to deserve it. But more importantly, and this is for all of our listeners out there, your business is not going to grow past your personal growth and that's exactly why ditch digger ceo is here that's why we put stuff like this on and jose uh mm-hmm. you know we appreciate you for being the servant leader you are even though you're in the 305 Amen. so Amen. <laughs> yeah, exactly living the life there right but you know and i'll, and I'll say like you know that ten thousand hour thing is a big deal you know when you think about it, I, you know, I, I loved what i did when i first started my business in the first 10 15 years of our business Worked 100 hours a week, and you know, 100 hours a week was a kind of a normal thing. Work Saturdays, Sundays, often, and um, sometimes at the cost of spending time with the family, whatever. But you think about that, right? If you work 100 hours, 100 hours a week, right? That's it. You're going to get two and a half, two and a half years worth of work in in one year. Mm-hmm. You're going to get 10,000 hours in in two years, right? So yeah. really, whatever you're doing, you're probably going to be an expert in two years. When your competition, it might take them five years, yeah. right? So and if you're a slow learner like me, then you're probably I need twenty or thirty thousand hours. You so and me both, so brother. Ready to put the the extra ten thousand more because you, I'm still at it. I'm still you, uh, working at it. You and I both. But I think that ten thousand hours works for about everybody. You know, if you, if you can do it, if you can do it, right? It's uh, it works for everybody. You know, even even if you're a slow learner like like I am and and many others. So. Uh, awesome man thanks thanks for all that uh, you're you're uh, you're gonna inspire a lot of people out there brother and i really appreciate yeah, awesome. uh, being your friend so same here thanks. thank you guys and we'll see you next time on ditch diggers ceo see ya if you enjoy this show please share with anyone else you think will find value here and please go to our website ditchdiggerceo.com for show notes links video clips and more nuggets of entrepreneurial wisdom Don't forget to follow me on social media at DitchDiggerCEO and at Gary Rabine. If you listen to our show and want to become more successful, you will become more successful. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. became the CEO man. We're blessed to build a business in America, where soldiers fight for our freedom every day. Dad's work ethic was taught from the seat of a gravel truck, rolling down Highway 31. Lord, I was called Ditch Digger Man. Entrepreneurship, scaling business plans, then I became the CEO man.